Welcome in to the Blanket Coverage Podcast. Um, if I sound terrible, it's because I feel terrible. Uh, this is my flu game. I, I am currently out with COVID, as will quickly become a theme uh, on this podcast. But I am joined, as always, uh, for a very merry sportsmas Pixmas edition uh, of the Blanket Coverage podcast jack how are things in atl i heard you were going to see the uh the motor city magic squad uh tomorrow or uh on on sunday uh yes may god help us all because i'm going to the falcons lions game this weekend Uh, it is going to be a tough tough sight for anyone that enjoys football and has their sense of sight intact which i have both of those so It'll be an interesting time, but I'm happy to go. I really wanted to go to this game. It's the only game that I could go to all year, and I have not been to a Falcons game in four years, actually. In fact, the last game I went to was when we played the Jay Cutler Miami Dolphins, which is an equally uh, interesting game, which that game was actually, if you remember the viral video of the Falcons, or I think it was, I'm not sure who it was, but I think it was a Dolphins offensive lineman that picked up that player and like ran with them 20 yards down the field. Do you remember that? I do not. Yeah, well, if you look it up, it's a really funny clip of the Dolphins, like, lineman just picks up the student in his shoulder and just runs 20 yards down the field with them. And I was at that game. So um, it was a 17 nothing lead at halftime. Falcons blew it because, of course, they did. Uh, to Again, the Jay Cutler Dolphins. And uh, hopefully this game will not end like that. Uh, I'll get to see Cordell Patterson in his uh, phenomenal year. Uh, Kyle Pitts getting the Pro Bowl nod. Uh, still shocked that A.J. Terrell and Cordell Patterson did not get Pro Bowl nods. But – um. Happy for Pitts and also our long snapper. But that'll be a great time. And then I'm also looking in to get tickets down for the Bills-Falcons game that'll be up in Highland Park in Buffalo, New York, So or Orchard Park technically. But that'll be a lot of fun too. That'll be day after New Year's, so it'll be pretty bad. Weather right now is in the low 30s for that game, but no snow, I don't think. So uh, hopefully I won't die at that. But speaking of the cold, it's Christmas time. We are here on Christmas Eve, and we're very excited to give you an action-packed slate uh, for the NBA. Now this is action packed on its surface level because <laughs> we've seen a lot of teams that would be a whole lot of fun preseason to watch and a whole lot of fun during the playoff time last year to watch. Uh, and I still will look at some of these games because of course my team is in here, but l- l- let's take a look though. Let, 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 let's fill us in, fill us in here on who is out for this because COVID has, we, as we know, Struck pretty hard, not only around the world, but in the U.S. and with athletes here. And it's gotten a little rough. So I'm not going to take you through all the names because we'll be here for an hour if that's the case. But we've got seven guys out for the Hawks. Uh, they are our first matchup. We'll get, we're going to kind of take this game by game uh, while we do the picks. But... Our first game is in Madison Square Garden. It's the Atlanta Hawks versus the New York Knicks. The Knicks, not quite as affected by COVID so far. Um, However, it's hitting Atlanta very hard. Uh, A lot of the the key guys are out, including Trey Young, including Clint Capella, um, including Kevin Herter, Lou Williams, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, I have a bad feeling for Atlanta. Uh, there's no Trey Young to own Madison Square Garden. But see, here's the funny thing, is that 
we we have had, which is the only reason why it's it's Knicks right now. At least what ESPN tells me is Knicks by seven. The reason why I don't think the Knicks are going to cover here, even though the Hawks have everybody out. And the reason why is because if you look at the Hawks' last few records, the Hawks have lost seven home games in a row, which is the worst number we've had since the old Hawks back in 2016, right after we dismantled the 2015 team. But we've won six in a row on the road. For some reason, we've had an incredible road streak beating a lot of teams we shouldn't have beaten. And it's, I don't understand. And now the last game we had was actually against the Sixers and Bede misses at the buzzer. And it, it, this was so bizarre. So Sharif Cooper was out of the game. Kevin Herter was out of the game. We had all these guys out. And yet somehow, some way, the Hawks beat the Sixers on the road, a team that really hasn't been that affected by COVID, which is so bizarre because, I mean, Embiid was in this game, played the whole time. And the Hawks had a big – their big three in this game were Cam Reddish, Skylar Mays, and DeLon Wright. And, and and it's pretty safe to say Reddish had a step back of a game. He had a career-high 36 against the Magic, which we lost at home, and then turns around and then does a decent job this game. But the Hawks led nearly the whole game. They really dominated this game, and then uh, Philly was able to have a better fourth quarter by two points to make it a two-point final. But, I mean, the Hawks had 16 turnovers to Philly's eight and still won. And I don't know if you can chalk this up to Philly's incompetency or Atlanta just somehow always owning Philadelphia now, but I don't really understand it. But I don't know. That's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit iffy on just sort of going easily in New York here despite a seven-point spread because the Hawks have done really well on the road and – the Sixers game was one that shouldn't have happened. Because if you were saying this game after the Magic game I saw, I would have bet the house on the, on the Knicks. But after that Sixers game, that had me rethinking things a bit because that was really abnormal. Knicks no Emmanuel quickly um, is interesting, certainly, and no Nerlens Noel. Uh, I may change my pick here. I might, I might end up going with Atlanta. I'm certainly going to bet on the Hawks. I, I like that observation. Plus, the Knicks have been terrible at home this year. Uh, and Christmas Day can get a little wonky. Um, so I'm right there with you, actually. I'm, I'm going with the ATL. Uh, we're, we're riding with Jack's squad here. And no matter what happens here, I do think, and, and I'm, I may roll with Atlanta just because of that Philly game gave me hope, but I am, I'm really confident in the Hawks covering. I'm not as confident in the Hawks winning, but I really do think they're going to cover. I think a seven-point spread's too much. Well, the next game... I think is going to be a pretty quick discussion. Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> this one will be easy. The Bucks, uh, the Bucks have only three guys on the COVID list. None of them are uh, significant uh, starters for them. Uh, Bobby Portis and Dante Divincenzo, uh, not great, but uh, no Dante Divincenzo the whole year so far. He was just getting back, and then he goes on the COVID list. Meanwhile. The Boston Celtics, I think, could field an entire team with the amount of guys that they have on the COVID list. Um, let's it's see. Insane. I, I got to count here, and now I got to do math, which is difficult when I don't have COVID. They've got 12 guys on the COVID list. I'm shocked they can field a team. That does not include, uh, that does not include Jason Tatum uh, or Jalen Brown. So we've, we've got the stars on the floor. But uh, old man Joe Johnson, ISO Joe, made his way back onto the court the other night. So happy. He was good for the greatest old man bucket in 
NBA history. I mean, I was so upset that he's not a Hawk. I wanted him yeah. to be a Hawk so bad. It, uh, that was the move that uh, every half decent 40 year old man at the YMCA uh, can pull on you. Just, <laughs> just so slow, so methodical, uh, fundamental. But I did uh, want to mention just, I, I know we already went over them, but I just, I forgot to put this one point in. But if we're going to talk about old guys, don't dis- disregard my guy Lance Stevenson coming out and playing for the Hawks after spending some time on the G League and actually being pretty good defensively. Offensively is is horrendous, but defensively actually was pretty decent. So I, I have to give him some credit. Um, through three and a half quarters against the Magic, he had one point and eight rebounds, and uh, all of those rebounds were actually pretty good, and the points were, were abysmal. But just wanted to point that out when you talk about old man ball. Um, I, I – I, was pretty dumbfounded by that. I did not think that he would be decent there. But yeah, Iso Joe is something that the world needed. The world needed him back at basketball. Yeah, and um, I actually wouldn't be surprised um, just to get this out there. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this game gets canceled or postponed. Um, it it at the, easily at the could. Last minute. Because, and I say that because it just came out today, they added four new players to that. And that includes Aaron Neesmith, CJ Miles, Justin Jackson, Bruno Fernando. Ennis uh, Cantor Freedom um, is on the uh, COVID list as well as of yesterday. So I'm not sure how many of these guys they're going to be able to get back for the game considering the 10-day isolation period um, or a negative. I think it's nine. I think it's, I think it's nine total on the list right now. So maybe this game is not in jeopardy. I think it would take a lot for the NBA uh, to cancel a Christmas Day game, but here we are. I mean, it, it could easily happen. Um, it could easily happen here. Uh, I think we're both going to go with Milwaukee, though. And uh, note on the Bucks here, just um, just uh, to mention about them, I'm looking them up right now. I'm probably going to bet the Bucks too. By the way, the Bucks in here will have three players out for this game, and that's uh, Divincenzo. Um, is is out and uh, Brooke Lopez is still under back surgery uh, as of earlier this month and apparently Giannis actually did get cleared uh, today. Is that right? Yes, he is off so, the COVID list, which is big. So that uh, that is the main reason why that even with their guys in, um, at least Giannis is available. Assuming this game happens, so good stuff there. Uh, so we're both going Milwaukee uh, pretty easily there. Uh, I got the box. I'm probably going to bet Milwaukee minus six and a half. Uh, I think that's a great line. This one, this is the highlight. This is easily the headliner of the day. Uh, The two best teams in the Western Conference. We've got uh, thus far in the season, that is, we've got Phoenix getting six points um, against Golden State. I may not bet this game. I may throw it in a teaser or something, uh, but – Phoenix versus Golden State. Golden State has uh, Damian Lee, Jordan Poole, and uh, Andrew Wiggins on the COVID list, and Phoenix is not on the COVID list. Yeah, they've uh, kind of done well, actually. They I'm have impressed. done very well. Um, I This is going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, yeah. We've seen Steph Curry on Christmas Day before. Uh, we... I'm very excited to uh, see the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Uh, But I think Phoenix gets the best of them here. 
Uh, I think Phoenix has been the more consistent team all year long. Uh, They're more of a well-rounded team. And the fact that Golden State can't afford to lose any of their guys, they still don't have James Wiseman and Klay Thompson back. They can't afford to lose three good rotation guys. And, I mean, Wiggins and Poole were big minutes guys for them. I don't think they can afford to lose three guys when uh, Phoenix has all their guys. They have been healthy all year. Uh, they're going to have a fully healthy lineup with DeAndre Ayton, uh, with Devin Booker, with Chris Paul, uh, with Mikhail Bridges. They, I really think uh, Phoenix is going to take this one. However, I think it's going to be really close because uh, we've seen Steph Curry take over these games before, and I'm not sure how much old man Chris Paul is going to be able to do about that. Uh I, I'm just going to go with the Warriors here partially just to be different because um, I know that the, the they're, Lakers they're be different. Well, I know that the Lakers and um, net spread is so close, but I just can't bring myself to pick against LeBron and the Lakers against a Nets team that doesn't have KD or Kyrie playing. I, I, I just, I can't bring myself to do that. And that's the next game. And then the Dallas uh, Utah spread is just way too far for me to pick Dallas again without Luca. So I think if there's any game to be picked differently, I think this one I may go along with because they still have Steph and they still we've Steph has been playing at MVP level this season and seeing the way that he's done in this last few games, especially with other players out, has been impressive enough. I did want to mention one note about the Warriors here actually is that for the first time in a long time, uh, the Warriors will actually be playing consecutive years Christmas on the road. Um, they've been playing on Christmas for about a decade straight, but this is one of the first times, if not the first time, that the Warriors have played back-to-back Christmas road games, which Steve Kerr was actually pretty mad about. Um, he talked to ESPN in an interview um, saying he's upset about this, and I understand it because if you're part of the Warriors, that's two Christmases in a row that you have to spend basically apart from your family there, and um, obviously everyone has to every year that would be on it, but uh, I, I think that's actually a good rule if they made it where teams couldn't play on the road in back-to-back years on Christmas. I think that'd be fair to players and uh, coaches and everyone. So it's an interesting point brought up that I saw about a Steve Kerr interview. Yeah, and our our next game, this would have been such a good game uh, if we would have had everyone playing. But as the, is the, the Sickos finals, the, the these, bandwagon yeah, finals, the Sickos finals, uh, the fans are going to be out for this one uh, in full force talking about bench guys uh, that are going to play elite. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Brooklyn has been decimated by COVID. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, uh, no Cam Thomas, no Lamarcus Aldrich, no Bembry, no Bruce Brown, no James Johnson. Uh, they've got about 10 guys on the list right now. Um, and let me look for the Lakers. We've got Avery Bradley, Malik Monk, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Austin Reeves. So they are not out of the woods either, but. I think the difference here is the Lakers have a lot of injuries. Uh, Kendrick Nunn's out. Anthony Davis is out. Um, It's a rough one for the Lakers, uh, to say the least. However, it does appear that we will see LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. Um, Jack, who are you going with here? Uh, I, I have a direction that I'm leaning. I want to hear your explanation. For this game, 
I'm still thinking Lakers, and frankly, a lot of that is LeBron James because if you don't have KD in, Kyrie still hasn't been in forever. You have Cam Thomas, who's had a good season, has been out. LaMarcus Aldridge can't help much off the bench. I mean, it, it, you just have a lot of big names on this team that just can't play. And to me, that's it's difficult to pick a team like that. And I get that a lot of the bench, um, I know that Ariza has an ankle injury, um, but still in health and safety protocols, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, the other Bradley, Baysmore, none. I get a lot of guys are um, are out. And well, none actually cleared COVID um, protocols, but it still is out with a knee injury anyway. And then, of course, AD is going to be out for a while as well. But to me, it's more LeBron carrying not as great of a team against not as great of a team. Right. And that's why I kind of have to side with that. And I'm not – obviously, as you know, I'm not like the giant crazy LeBron guy at, at all. But it's just you have to sort of accept reality. And I think yeah. the reality is that when it's LeBron and, and, and a bunch of scrubs against a bunch of scrubs, you know who's going to win. LeBron on Christmas Day for one. Two, do you know – so Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are out for this game. Do you know who's in for this game for the Nets? Uh, I do be, not know. It would be the beard, James Harden. And what do we know about James Harden in the biggest moments? He just absolutely well. folds like a damn lawn chair. Does it James doesn't Harden, particularly go well now? James Harden is gonna miss. 40 shots tomorrow. I'm very excited to see <laughs> ISO James Harden with the new rule changes this year. Uh, try to just absolutely carry uh, a seven seconds or less offense once again um, against LeBron James and just get absolutely destroyed, uh, which is what I think is going to happen. Um, LeBron versus James Harden is what this game comes down to. And I am taking LeBron James 10 times out of 10 on that pick. So let's move on. Uh, we've got Dallas versus Utah. The line here is 12 and a half. No Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'm leaning Utah because they are not quite as affected uh, by COVID as the Mavericks. And quite honestly, I just do not trust Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I just wanted to let you know uh, an update came out. Um, so Onyeka Okongwu for the Hawks has just entered health and safety protocol. <laughs> Oof. So right now our starting lineup, <laughs> our starting lineup, we could have Lance Stevenson, Skylar Bays, Jalen Johnson, John Collins, and Gorgui Ding. Um, nope, Ying, but I did not pick right now. I did want to mention though, I did want to mention at least one note. Okongwu has been on limited minutes due to coming back from an injury and has only played two games since coming back from an injury that had him out for weeks. Plus the fact that even when he played this last night, he only had a plus, plus six plus minus and actually played pretty similar to what Dieng played. And Dieng played in 14 minutes and got 12 points, shot three for six, two for five, four for four from free throw line. Okongwu played 34 minutes and only got 13 points. So I just want to put that in there. I'm, I'm, that I'm picking the Knicks. You reading me that starting lineup made me pick the Knicks. Also, that starting lineup wouldn't make any sense because you have like three, I think it's like four forward starting. So that's probably not going to be the lineup, but <laughs> it's um, probably going to be worse. Uh, well, no, Bogey, Bogey would play. Um, uh, also, I do have to see if Reddish is still going to be 
Oh yeah, if Reddish is not good to go, then I'm gonna pick the Knicks and they're gonna cover. <laughs> just just saying. Um Yeah, I'm I'm waiting on that. Uh yeah, we have nine players in health and safety protocol. Um and they apparently say the game is not currently in doubt yet. They said the game is still very likely to be played. So that's um, at least what they're saying. They also mentioned that another round of testing will occur before the game tomorrow. So we'll wait on that. I'm still waiting on my pick. Again, obviously all of these, given that we do have to have one more round of testing before these games, which is at noon tomorrow they start, uh, or 11 o'clock uh, central time, I'm still holding out because if any big players get out for these, I will be changing these picks. But um, but sorry, as you were saying, back to Dallas versus Utah, Um yeah, Utah's going to come into this game uh, ranked pretty uh, high, at least in terms of uh, total players out, because uh, Dallas has been through the absolute ringer. But if you want to talk about when we mentioned the Suns as being a pretty good team with COVID, Utah's been a pretty good team with COVID. In fact, yeah. they don't have any players on the um, out right now. The only two that have been out have been out for actually a while. Those have been Malik Fitz, pretty deep on the roster at forward, and then Yudoka Azubuki, the old Kansas center. Um, has been out for pretty much the entire month with an ankle injury. So Utah's pretty much full strength, ready to go, which, again, is pretty unheard of uh, over the last couple of weeks. And then the Mavericks are quite the different story with a good amount of players gone, most notably Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, and, of course, Luka Doncic, which pretty much makes it where I think our pick's kind of obvious here. Dallas without yeah. Luka. And Porzingis probably won't be in either. Willie Cauley Stein's out. Trey Burke, Joe Hardaway again. Pretty and Reggie Bullock. They lost pretty to much no Giannis, no Middleton Bucks last night. They're not winning this game. <laughs> they're not winning <laughs> this, this game. This this is going to be this is the game where I'm going to turn off the NBA and turn on the NFL game because it's Colts no, Cardinals. This is the late the night time. game. This is where I'm just going to like fall asleep to the sound of whatever. No, at the same time of this game as Colts Cardinals. Who in the world is going to be watching this game over Colts Cardinals? You have to be oh, a true sicko to watch this Dallas team play Utah over You are absolutely right, and I will be watching Colts Cardinals. Speaking <laughs> no, of which, nobody's watching this game. Speaking of which, uh, I think we can be done with that one. Let's move on. We've got uh, some Week 16 NFL action I did want to briefly mention uh, the Titans' victory last night. Uh, we're going to have an NFL Sunday uh, preview and picks pod on Sunday morning, get you all of that information. But we do have a couple Christmas Day games to pick here. But last night, the Titans scored 20 unanswered after being down 10 nothing at halftime. Uh, and obviously all of the blame is going to be on Jimmy Garoppolo for just throwing it to Titans defenders all night. But I think it also is proof that with AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the field, regardless of Julio's actual production with AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the field, uh, the Titans are clearly a better offense and they have a much easier time uh, moving the ball down the field uh, when they can just give it to A.J. Brown a lot. Uh, when Derrick Henry comes back for the playoffs, I think this team has proven with the way the defense is playing that this is a contender again uh, when when healthy. Um, and they're starting to get a lot of those pieces back. Uh, so that was my two cents on the Titans. Anyway, I will throw it over to you, Jack. 
Give me the rundown. Cleveland versus Green Bay. One of these teams uh, hopes their quarterback is going to play their middling quarterback, and the other team uh, has their MVP contender ready to go 100%. So well, I know we talked about a lot of Thursday night football, but are you more wanting to break down that game a little more or talk more about coming up on Saturday? I just wanted to give my two cents on the Titans game. Let's talk Christmas Day. So – I did I did want to mention one note though on the Titans game. I want to mention one thing. This is one of the most impressive games of the year so far for Tennessee, and not because it was it was the way it was won, because I know at the field goal how it was a good try anyway. They came back, they were it was at home. But the Niners had really finally gotten their act together after struggling so much of this season. And to have them come home, beat them like that, and your next two games being Miami, who is also surging but has played weaker opponents as a weaker team in San Francisco, and then at Houston, who's obviously been an abysmal mess, this was the game you needed to win. And so I do need to say it's a really, really big win for Tennessee to get this because you had to come through and get this game just to make yourself relax a bit, feel safer, go in. Obviously, yes. this game doesn't clinch, but it puts away a lot more doubt that you very easily could have had not putting that away. So a big shout-out to Tennessee for getting that done. The fact that they've been winning this many games without Derrick Henry shows how deep and versatile this team is, which I know you know better than anyone. So big shout-out for Tennessee for holding it down and not buckling when they pretty easily could have, again, without Henry most uh, almost, God, I mean, two months now, two and a half months uh, since uh, October. Henry hasn't played since game five of the World Series. That's wild. <laughs> that is insane. Which for me I mean, as a Tennessee fantasy owner, uh, or him fantasy owner. And rushing. Which is really nuts. Yeah, it's it's absurd. So um, now we can uh, look at both of our Saturday Christmas games, which we have first. It is the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers. And this game could end up being a whole lot of fun. Um, at least if you're a Packers fan, because I I just don't really love the Browns here. And part of it, it's it's tough because both these teams are going very different directions right now. Green Bay is an undefeated, I mean, absurdly good 6-0 and at home. Last time these teams played was in 2017, actually in Cleveland. Packers beat the Browns in overtime. But the Browns are just sort of falling apart. And I know that you can poke fun i can hear it all now i know they were my afc champion preseason so i get this is aging poorly um and your picks are aging pretty well with the titans 10 and 5 and uh the packers i'm pretty sure it's the packers right 11 and 3 was their team so they're both going well uh, uh as well here but it's gonna be basically how good can the browns running game be against the packers running defense that's gonna be the question um they haven't really done great Honestly, recently, I know the Bears ran for a billion yards um, a couple weeks ago when the Packers beat them. I know they beat them by a lot anyway. Um, And some of the guys could be back. Uh, Mayfield and Jarvis Landry are going to be back, so there are a little bit of those things helpful. But Miles Garrett could be out. He um, is kind of on the fence here. Greg Newsom is going to be out. John Johnson III is going to be out. Kareem Hunt probably won't play. I mean, it's a million things wrong here. There is truth, though, the Packers are missing a lot of offensive linemen. Um, Jair Alexander has been practicing some still on IR. So, so many things up in the air for this game. Marcus Valdez-Scantling uh, is on the COVID list. 
But at the end of the day, it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Aaron Rodgers in a big game. And I just I think it's really difficult for Cleveland to come in and win here. The last five, or sorry, the last six times these teams have played, five and one for Green Bay. Last time Green Bay has won, 2005. So it's been a hot minute for the Browns. Uh, or sorry, since, since Cleveland's won. Um, I, I just I feel like that streak's gonna continue here. I don't really see a lot in Cleveland that gives me a ton of confidence in this game. And look, last week was the real Browns uh, COVID game, but I think this week is going to be just about the same. Uh, We saw the Packers struggle a little bit against the Ravens last week, um, especially on defense. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. I have faith in this offense. Um, And the Packers, I mean, the Browns have at least four DBs out, if not more. Um, so I'm going to ride with the team with the explosive offense over the team with the DBs out. Uh, and that's just a little bit of a principal pick there, but the headliner, the big one, the marquee game of the week is going to be Indianapolis versus Arizona, uh, Saturday night, primetime Christmas day, Jack, who you got and why? Well, partially, it was the fact that we both had Tennessee and we both had Green Bay that I was sort of like, I got to pick something else here. Um, So I do have to say a little bit of it was that. But the reason why I went differently on this game, why I also genuinely went differently, I didn't just do it for the sake of it, was because the Colts have been the hot team and the Cardinals have been the cold team. And I get that overall the Cardinals are better. I understand that guys like Quentin Nelson and this O-line have been hurt a little bit. But I just have liked what Indy's been able to do lately. And I get this is an upset pick. I get that most people are picking the Cardinals. I, I'm aware I'm sort of going a little bit on a limb with an upset pick, even though it is hot versus cold here. But I don't know. I, I feel good about this. Arizona, despite having a really good 10-4 and four record, is really bad at home. They're actually 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The Cardinals are primarily winning on the road. They're really not that strong at home. And I think that the Colts can pull it off. I mean, I don't think they'll have a Lions-like performance from last week. And I do think it's very much would be a Cardinals move to wake up from sleepwalking and come out and play great here. I wouldn't be shocked, but I still, I don't know. I just, I feel good about the Colts right now. I think that they're a team that I wrote off a lot earlier in the season and have proved me wrong. And I think they're going to continue to show up and have a big game here. I mean, they've, the Colts are four and one in their last five. The only loss was a one score loss against Tampa Bay. That's played just as good, if not better than the Cardinals have this season. And I mean, yeah, you can look at the Cardinals last two. It was a close loss, but not the great performance against the Rams and then an abysmal performance against the Lions, which, yeah, what in the world was that? So I just – I'm not extremely confident in what um, this Cardinals team has pulled off. If you actually – if you look at their schedule, just for me to pull this up, uh, the last time the Cardinals won a home game was against the Houston Texans on October 24th. That was their last home win. And albeit it was a very easy win because it was Houston, but even their last win against a decent playoff team at home was against San Francisco, and they only won by seven. And I'd say that Indy is playing a lot better in San Francisco now than even the Niners are playing back then, which really wasn't that good. The Niners were not playing well back then. So I don't know. I I have yet to see a really strong home win from Arizona because even if you go back from that, the only other home win was against Minnesota, which is the one-point win only because Minnesota screwed up the two-point conversion at the end. So. I don't know. Arizona has yet to play a good home game all season long. And I think that's going to continue here. They've really struggled in the desert. For Arizona, I think this is a bounce back game. 
I think we've gotten a lot of uh, diluted pictures of what this team actually is and what this defense actually is. Um, their advanced numbers tell me that they are good in short yardage situations. They're a top 10 team in terms of uh, rush touchdowns allowed. They're a top 10 team in terms of fourth down conversions allowed. I am going to stick with Arizona uh, partly because if Indy loses this game, the Titans clinch the division uh, and partly because uh, I think Arizona is going to bounce back in a big way here and get a big win against Indy. And so that uh, is the pick that I'm putting down on paper. My pick is final, and uh, I am picking the Titans to win the AFC South. But if that does it for you, Jack, that will do it for me as well. Thank you so much for listening uh, to my flu game edition of the uh, blanket coverage podcast we hope you and yours have an, a wonderful and uh merry christmas uh stay safe uh get vaccinated um and uh do your part to uh stay healthy and wash your hands uh everyone go wash your hands thank wash you your hands. <laughs> 20 seconds yeah 20 sing happy birthday in the bathroom you know Absolutely. what I just came up with an idea. What is your Restaurants idea? and public places should play happy birthday in the bathroom. <laughs> on loop forever. <laughs> on loop forever. Just so people know how long to uh, wash their hands. I think, I think the mental health offset of that would not be worth the physical health benefit. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. The mental care. deterioration of the workers would not I, be worth that. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I think you got a point there. Once again, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. For now, I'm No Parker. And I'm Jack Wallace. Peace, Peace out, out, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.